What's happening? This is the Tap In Podcast. We are live inside of the Tap In studio. Man, I got a special guest in the building with me today, boy. Um, My boy T. Hope, what's happening, man? What's going on, man? What's going on? I'm chilling, man. Chilling. Before we get started, let me um pay some bills real quick. Yo, man, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is the first chewable uh, with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Um, it's prescribed by licensed physicians, so you don't have to wait. Go go to the doctor or wait in line. Go to the pharmacy. You just order it. Go online, bluechew.com. Order it. It's a discreet little package. It sends it right to your house. Nobody even know you even got it. Take it. I'm telling you, she going to love you in the morning for it. I promise you. <laughs> go to bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Use the promo code TAPIN. Just pay the $5 of shipping, and it comes right to your door. All now, right? now I got the follow-up on the Bluetooth. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Ain't that something? Yeah. How you doing, man? All is well, man. I can't complain. Can't complain. Good, feeling, good. Feeling good outside. It's, it's the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so all man, is well. So let me just get into this. So I met, I met you on Clubhouse. Right on. And you gave me some dope ass advice on there, and I was like, "How I need? I want to plug in with him some kind of way, just because the the advice you gave me was dope." Because I, I had uh, I'm telling you, I, I do podcasting, right. and um, I was like, "Yo, man, what could I do uh, about my these net thirty accounts that I got?" Mm. And you was like, "Man, you got to think outside the box." Reach out to some people and be like, "Yo, let me buy, let me buy your stuff for you, right? So it's not going to waste." And I was like, "Damn, I ain't never thought about that." Mm. And you put me up on some game, and I'm just like, "Yo!" And it was a, um, it was an Airbnb room, right? Yeah, we were speaking on uh, short term rentals and, and, and Airbnb in that industry. Yeah, I'm glad you remembered that. You re- re- Heck yeah. That. yeah, yeah, I remember all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I want, I wanted to bring you on to talk about the Airbnb business. How did you get started in it? I got started. I wouldn't say legally, but okay, okay. <laughs> but it was a, it was nope. honestly it was a matter of finesse, mm. um, because and I still do now. I travel I travel pretty often, right? Mm-hmm. So here about about twenty twenty half years ago, it, with with me doing so much traveling, I look up and I thought about. It, I said, man, my place is always empty, but I'm, obviously I'm still paying for it, and I got to looking into the whole idea of doing Airbnb. And I started doing my own place. And when I saw in a matter of a couple of weekends, I was putting a big dent in what I was paying in the rent. Mm. I was like, oh, man, this is a no-brainer. Mm. So for me, I started to figure out how to transition that into more of official business than me just finessing it and doing it under the radar of my, my complex. Ah, so okay. that's, that was my introduction. Prior to that, so my company has been established since... 2018 so the latter part of 2018 2019 was our first official full year right but before then i actually bought some rental properties but like 2015 ish i bought some rental properties and those were just traditional rental mm. you know just normal get somebody at least they stay in it so on the long so term pretty much long term right okay. right so the airbnb and short term industry obviously is a little bit different yeah so yeah that was, that was my introduction into it man no looking back after that Man, so how did you go? F- I mean, like, because I was I was watching something else about Airbnb, and it was like, how do you? Okay, so let me let me let me back up. Mm-hmm. So I know the 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 traditional long term leasing, right? Buy a crib and just lease it out to somebody, right? But if you, how do you do it if you don't want to just buy a crib? Because the the amount of money that I'm gonna have to spend to buy the crib right. is not gonna make sense for me to to just buy it just to Airbnb it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes and no, right? So, which what you're speaking of is what we call arbitrage. Just like you would arbitrage anything else. Just like this cup. Maybe you bought this cup for a quarter. You turned around. You sold it for fifty cents. So in in the middle of that, you make you know you double up on your profit, right? Yeah. So it's very similar to that particular model. So instead of buying the space, going through the whole home buying and property buying or whatever process in which you might need a substantial down payment, 
You have to get your credit in a particular order. There's all these different qualifications that you have to go through, obviously. Home buying, you don't wake up and say, I want to go buy a house tomorrow. Right. We know that don't happen, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Especially in an investment property because it might be a whole different type of structure of the deals, commercial deals, more money, so on and so forth. So we do what's called arbitrage. Essentially what that is is you take on a lease with the, with the, with the permission of the homeowner or the complex to do a short-term rental. Mm. So you would go in, you take on a lease, whether it be 12 months, 15 months, 18, two years, whatever the case may be. Maybe you rent that out for 1500 from them. You turn around, you're doing short terms to where someone on an Airbnb or a VRBO or similar will come and stay for one day, one week, one month, so on and so forth. After you've decorated and made it fully furnished, so now you can charge at a premium rate. Mm, so okay. you can take that fifteen, make it a a three thousand dollar play, maybe a thirty five hundred dollar play. It just all depends on the structure where it is and how you set it up. Gotcha. But that's how, arbitrage. How hard is it to get somebody to be like, "Yo, let me let me long term or do a short term lease on on your property"? You'll get you'll get more no's than you will yeses, right? But just like with anything else. Once you start exercising that muscle, you start to formulate how to have that conversation. Mm. You start to understand who it is that I need to target. Not only that, you're building the track record in the business to where you can say on paper, this is, these, these are mine. This is what I've been doing for the last two years. This is what I can do with your property. I'm checking on it more often than a long-term renter because I, I can see it more often. My cleaners can see it more often. So then you just kind of sell it. But you'll get more no's than you will yeses. Mm, okay. But, again, once you, you know, developing it and, and actually having your business set up the right way, you start to look better on paper. Yeah. You start to be able to have the track record in order to do it. Your resume look good. Right, right, right. So, you, right. you know, you, you can sell the idea of it. Yeah. yeah. And is, is Dallas a good market for it? or Dallas is a great market, man. If you know anything about Dallas in terms of its real estate, in terms of its it's gross in economics in general. I mean, I like I like Texas, period. So I'm in Dallas. Two weeks ago, I was just in Houston. I'm doing some research in Houston, so I'll be expanding to Houston as well. Mm, okay. So I'm in I'm in I'm in a couple markets now. I'm in uh, I'm in Georgia, so Atlanta, and I'm also in the Dallas because I mean I live here. Yeah. yeah. How many How many units do you have, or how many properties do you have under your under your company? I'm at I'm at six right now. Okay. Right. So. Again, remember I told you I got started on the finesse. Yeah. So I actually had more. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but but I, was, I was didn't have them structured properly. And once I learned the business, I was like, okay, let me get myself out of these lease or just let the lease finish. And then I can come back in and then start acquiring units the right way. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope, man. And what kind of um, cost is associated with setting it up? Because I know – the rent is one thing, but I know when I go to Airbnb, I, I think I've been like three uh -huh. Airbnbs. Uh -huh. There's a, like everything is already just set up for me. You know what I mean? It's already set up. So think about it like this, right? If you move into a place, you're gonna do what? It's, it's your rent, utility, your internet. Nowadays, more often than not, you're not worried about cable. Mm -hmm. Then your renters insurance. So essentially, the the some of the four main essentials are those on a on an ongoing basis. Okay. So from that, in a business point of view, and setting it up and structuring it like uh, a short-term rental, quote-unquote, Airbnb, then you have to worry about the decorating, the furnishings, the toiletries, so on and so forth. So once you get those things, then it's just it's just a matter of kind of maintaining those, right? So just like with anything else, the cost association kind of depends on the size of it, how whether you want to, the particular type of audience, you know, guess. You mm -hmm. want to target whether it's I wouldn't say low end, but here or if it's high end luxury, luxury. style, oh, or you're, you're targeting travel nurses. So it all kind of depends on who it is that you're targeting, how big of a space it is. So a one bedroom, you're looking at moving costs and furnishing it out. If you want to make it look nice, you might spend about five to seven thousand on a decent one bedroom to just get going. Yeah, you know something. A little bit larger, so you probably add on another eight hundred for the second bedroom. Then, if you're starting to look luxury, then that price bracket is obviously gonna go up. Yeah, yeah. And you could do, I guess, different types of houses from one bedroom. I mean, like single family homes and apartment buildings. Yeah. So my my my, my resume is like this, right? So I've have a, a loft that I was doing also a photography studio out of. Have a house right now. It's a four bedroom house. 
and I'm right, right now I'm simultaneously working on two. They're right, they're side by side. It's it's unit 217 and unit 219 right next door to each other. Mm. And those are those are some like 600 square foot one bedrooms. So they're not necessarily the efficient size unit, but they're a little bit bigger than what you normally would get in quote unquote an efficient size unit. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you like cuz when I'm thinking about business, I always think about okay, the 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 scalability of the business. How right. do I how do I grow this so I don't so I at some point That's a good question. I want to just chill, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So how do you do that part? Uh, you got to start thinking about systems. Just mm. like 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 with your business, right? You got my man's working the camera. Then when you go chop it up, you might do the, the you might do the audio, you might do the video editing, whatever the case may be, or you may have somebody on the team that actually handles that particular part of it. Mm-hmm. Then you have the sauce the softwares that encompasses your business as, as well, the same way. It's no different when you're talking about short term rentals. So you got to start figuring out how do you automate some of these things that you would otherwise do manually as a person. First things first, like messaging. Messaging, you <laughs> When you don't really think about it, but once you go from one unit to three to five to seven to ten, you're like, dang, I've been communicating with guests almost all day. I look up, I spent ten hours, eight hours doing the communication piece of it. So if you figure out how to automate messaging, you went from spending eight hours to most of it automatic and you're just checking in so collectively you might have put an hour in that day mm-hmm. you know what I mean so yeah. things like that then you go on and look at how do you make your pricing a little bit more dynamic and a little bit more automatic how do you make your check in process to where if somebody's checking in at 3 and somebody's checking in at 315 you're not I'm on two phones trying to walk them through the process. You know what I'm saying? So how do you make that more seamless? So it's automatic check-in. So it's self-check-in. So when somebody calls and say, hey, I thought I was coming at 3. I'm not going to make it at 630. You can always say, hey, it's self-check-in. You get there when you do. Mm. You know, so start to make some of those things automatic to where you're removing yourself slowly but surely out of it. Same with the cleaning. When I first got started, I was cleaning them. Like I'm, a, I'm by a, yourself. I'm a, I'm a hell of a cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, look, hey, I'm polished. I'm polished enough. Yeah, yeah. And what I found out later on, right, and same with my traditional rental properties, when I first got into them, being able to know and do a lot of that stuff, it taught me how to hire a good property manager. Mm-hmm. It taught me what to look for, the questions to ask, the conversations to have. Same with cleaning them. So. Yeah, I was doing them by myself initially. So mm-hmm. imagine some you got two and three check in, checkouts that day. Yeah. So I have to do this one, I have to run over here and do that one and you know, so you got to make a lot of you start to make that stuff automatic. Yeah. So yeah. the moment if you book my place right now, right? My cleaner would get notified that they have a booking. If you book it today, and then when you when it, your date is selected for checkout, they already have that notification on the calendar that you're checking out at that time. Oh. I don't have to. I don't have to contact them. Now, is that through a, like a third party service or how do so you? So the the one of the softwares we're gonna get some free plug, some free plugging, I guess. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. we're gonna have to get that commercial. Yeah. But yeah. now one of the one of the ones I use for that is a smart BNB, right? So with smart BNB, it helps automating some of those messaging, and it allows me to sync the calendar that I have for my business along with my cleaners and my team. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Dang. So autom- automation, man, the answer, I mean, it was a long answer to no, the, that was to the, to the uh, you know, question, but that's what it is. It just takes, autom- you know, figuring out how do you automate some of these processes and making it a lot more automatic. So how do you have the same, I guess, formula or setup for, like, the toiletries and paper towels? and? Yeah, so, so again, the cleaner, cleaners are going in after each guest. So part of their job is to look at what's been broken, is anything out of place, anything seems like it's missing, and what do we need to refill? Mm. And from then on, we'll know what our ordering looks like for the week, whether we got to stock up on tissue, we got to get some more shampoo, we need some more dishwasher pots, whatever the case may be. So they're the eyes and the ears and the security. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. so they report back and let me know. Because the way, the way, specifically Airbnb, Right, so I'm not only on Airbnb. I do some uh, some direct stuff and and some VRBO home away. Airbnb is just a marketing platform, but specifically with like an Airbnb, 
if something happens, just say someone stay at the place mm-hmm. and they check out tomorrow. After report and, and, and something happens, maybe they put a you know the TV, they damaged the TV, or m- maybe they messed up the couch. I have to report that before the next guest check in. Mm-hmm. So that's where my cleaning crew comes into place. That's when they become really essential. Yeah, let, yeah. Let the team know what's out of place, what's damaged, so that we can collect on these before the next guest come in. And then we don't know who did what. Yeah. Then we don't. We got to pay for it out of our pocket. So again, it goes back to having your people in place. Now, yep. with, with you, uh, with you subleasing, I know like with um, like regular houses, mm-hmm. the the you have to get like renters insurance on all these properties, or how do you how do you mitigate some of like the damages or? Yeah. The in, so the insurance is it's a little bit different. It's specific to short term rentals. So it's mm-hmm. a, and renter, renters insurance would probably a quarter, right? If you get like a $150,000 policy or something, uh-huh. every quarter you might pay anywhere from 32 to 40 bucks a quarter. That's it? Renter's insurance. Short-term renting insurance is going to probably be about, I would say, and again, it depends on what you put on your policy, but the policy is a million dollars. It's a lot. It's a bigger policy. Oh, uh, okay. You may need to pay anywhere from 70 to 85 Like, you would look, like with normal renter's insurance, you would look at um, I couldn't think of the name of the company right away, but with uh, short-term renting insurance, look at something like a proper. Mm. Proper is a good one. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's a it's it's some of the same, same features, but obviously you want this specific type of protection. Yeah. It's <laughs> gonna be for short term. Yeah. So it's not just the renters insurance. Like you're getting specific type of short term renters insurance. I've yeah. heard people having like doing Airbnbs and having like parties and going shit. crazy, man. <laughs> and that's and, and it's funny you say that man because you know you asked me a few questions ago is it is it hard to get into it? Yeah. And that's one of the drawbacks because you have some of these horror stories on where the party went crazy, they did some shooting, people parking on the line on yeah then, you know so yeah. you have you have on one side you have the neighborhood that's not crazy about it or the traditional homeowners that's not crazy about it or the complexes that's just not crazy about it or unfamiliar with the business itself and then you have us that's just as wholesome business owners just coming in <laughs> yeah. and we want to run a legitimate business yeah and we want to work with clientele that respect the business and respect our place so when you having these conversations that's part of the sale I understand you probably seen a news article about this, you know, this happened with the Airbnb. So some of that is an uphill battle because not only are homeowners and some of the complex owners or managers a, a little bit, you know, ignorant about the business, they also have heard some of these horror stories about the business as mm-hmm. well. So we got to kind of fight that and mitigate some of that in their mind in order to sell them on the idea to do it. Yeah. yeah. Damn man, but I mean that's just like that's like with anything else, man. You you know your favorite bars probably had a bar fight, right? <laughs> you know what right, I'm right. Yeah, the office building has probably had some disagreements between the next door neighbors yeah. or, the, or, the, or, the, or the office suite across the hall, and somebody threw a stapler and hit him. So it's just one of those things, you know, that it happens. Yeah. So if if somebody just they looking for a new business to get in, right? They just want to mm-hmm. start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The first thing would you what would you suggest them do? Get the secure the the, place, the spot they want to get, or um, go ahead and set up the paperwork for the business and all that first. I would say the first thing to do is to really be able to identify what your pockets can handle, and then you can understand when you're shopping for these places, what type of place you're shopping for. So understand what your what your budget is, what your pocket can handle, then start to think about the type of clients you want to look at, mm. and then you'll know what kind of place to shop for. Whether it's a one, whether you you know it's a one bedroom or two bedroom, where you're gonna do two traveling nurses in the, in the in the spot, or a really nice one for you know traveling nurses or traveling professionals or whatever the case may be. Or are you looking at a spot and can you handle getting getting a lease on a place that's a five bedroom? That's going to be bigger groups and families or close to a vacation spot to where you can really do something with it. So I would say first being able to identify that and then going, yeah, going into the paperwork side of it, registering your LLC or buying a seasoned LLC with some age on it, reestablishing that. 
you know, getting your EIN, getting your Duns and Bradstreet, then start like you. We were talking about initially building some of those trade lines yeah. to where you build your business and start to look healthy. Yeah, yeah. So that that'd be you know the way I would go. Man, if I had if I had a me two and a half years ago before I <laughs> finesse my way into it, <laughs> so that's what, that's why we would have somebody to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Look, man, you could do it this way, you know, the right way, and, yeah. and, and, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> bypass some of those headaches yeah. yeah do you do any like the traditional um real estate investing like with properties and stuff so what my business is is doing now 2021 2022 uh we're doing i'm, I'm expanding it's so like i told you i was in houston and I, i'm working on two units right now so when those two units are open up in the next week i'll be moving on and picking up some more of them so what i'm doing now is i'm, I'm it's twofold i'm expanding and i'm, I'm making my business very much so automated and automatic putting on property manager and then i'm kind of removing myself a little bit from the more day-to-day stuff right mm. that way i can go in and start i'm doing some bigger real estate transactions so when we talk about the trad- for me the big play has really been able to hold the assets so whether it's me holding on to a uh, a single family home that's a or a duplex or me looking at to into some multi-family you know, uh, apartment complexes, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. That's the big play for me mm-hmm. to really be able to hold on to them and have and own those versus just going in doing arbitrage. Yeah. So I'm re I'm reallocating some of that energy to be able to acquire that way. Yep. So yeah. So I'm gonna go back into buying like when I first got started. I seen I seen on your Instagram you was like you buying multifamily this year. 2021. Yeah. <laughs> 2021. <laughs> I'm going to buy me an apartment, man. Yeah. I don't care if it's six units, 60 or 600. It's, I'm, I'm putting that under the umbrella, man. It's happening in 2021. Mark my words, man. That's what's up. Man, you ever thought about, because I know a lot of people on Clubhouse, like they got these e-books and these trainings. Mm-hmm. And do, Are you doing that as well? Is that part of your business? Or you just kind of like sticking with what you knew now, and then you'll go into that later on? So if you, like you, like you mentioned my social media, you look, what is it? Maybe I'm two weeks in now. I did an unplug. I'm actually working on something. Mm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I you know removed myself. I'm off the I'm off of Instagram, off of Facebook, and all that right now because I just again I want to streamline that energy. But yeah, so it makes sense for me because I have these conversations all the time. I do the consulting piece, all of that, help people get set up. Like I'm an official Airbnb ambassador. Like Airbnb hit me and was like, we need you on the team to be an ambassador. Really? We want to pay you to tell people that you get paid to be a host on Airbnb. We want you to teach people how to properly do Airbnb. So I'm an official ambassador. So, yeah, I do consulting and everything. So what I'm doing now is making that product of me and what I do in this business more tangible. So in terms of a course, in terms of an ebook and all that good stuff. How many, I mean, I know you probably don't know offhand, but, like, how many people are you are you seeing or are you recognizing that's doing the airbnb business like is it like an influx of people joining doing it now or is the same old it, yeah it's a, it's a it's an influx now but if you look and i, I can't say the exact numbers right because i simply just don't know that information right off right but if you look at it um at the data you have listed airbnb host which could might be just be one place mm-hmm. but then you have the individuals like myself that are host that are building a, a business completely out of it, right? So you have a, a number of people, a multitude of type of individuals that's considered a host. But it's one of those businesses right now that um, that's kind of cute and appealing. Mm-hmm. So you do have an influx of people that's getting into it, and and and, and that's why. I appreciate the individuals that's advocating for it properly and teaching people how to properly do it, and that's that's you know that's not trying to just hold on to the game like that. Have those conversations whether you're getting paid or whether you're doing it for free, like on a, like how we met in Clubhouse. Yeah. But I really appreciate those people that are telling folks and teaching folks the proper way and doing it and telling them, hey, don't do it that way. <laughs> you don't want to get jammed up. You don't want to lose any money. But not only that is we want to create an industry that's that's proper. Mm-hmm. Like we, we want to have good guests. We want to run great businesses as well. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely it's definitely one of those businesses right now that's appealing, um, because when you talk about getting into the real estate investment space, do it the right way. You can kind of 
it won't it won't cost you an arm and a leg, so yeah. to speak. You know, yeah. you you can kind of get your foot in the door and then just kind of build from there. Yeah, without uh, jumping in the short term. And I, I I was reading, not I was reading. I I was looking at this other, um, this other girl. She was talking about Airbnb, mm-hmm. and she was saying that the the app Airbnb has a whole algorithm of how you get placed as a super host and yeah. And I'm like. I would be so frustrated if I get all this to give me <laughs> a spot. all of that. And then, and then nobody booked. So what's, what's, what's interesting about Airbnb, and I love it, man. You know, Airbnb just went. They, they just went public. Did they? Last month. Just went public last month. And okay. um, what's interesting about it is Airbnb has created a lot of third-party party and subsidiary businesses strictly off of what they are and what they do. Mm. So you got Airbnb. Then you have a cleaning com- a, a, a cleaning company that's turnover BNB, so it's specifically cleaners that are targeting people that are Airbnb hosts. Mm. Then you got something like I mentioned with the smart BNB. Then like the renters insurance that target the short short term renting itself has been around for a while, right? Long time, long before Airbnb came. Most of the time, it was more of like the vacation style rental stuff. If you want to go to Colorado and there was a ski resort, okay. if you want to go down to Florida, then there was somewhere on the beach, so on and so forth, where people go and stay for a few days. But the way with Airbnb coming and being this monster in the industry, it was one that you really had to pay attention to. So all of these little, all of these other businesses start to develop off of exactly what it is the Airbnb is doing itself, and the strength of its name and, and brand recognition. Do you guys get any um, uh, like pushback from hotels? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I, that, <laughs> I imagine it's some the same fight that um, not not only not only hotels, right? You have cities that are trying to figure out what it is. What what, what do we do with this? On one hand, we, on the one hand, we got you know homeowners association that's telling us we don't want this in our neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the other hand, we got my first year out the gate, I did six figures. Right, first of 20, 2019. So on the other hand, we got business owners that are really thriving. They're doing six and seven and eight figure companies that are also fighting that litigation. Right. Mm-hmm. So and then you got you got the hotels that are getting knocked upside the head. I run a successful Airbnb unit or a short term rental unit if I can knock one hotel room out the box. Mm-hmm. That's the whole objective when I open one. How do how do I knock? the Hilton at the box right now when I decorate this joint. Yeah. I want them to look across the street at Hilton then look over here at my list and say, man, we should go over here. Yeah. And we're going to pay more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the whole that's the whole prime objective. But interesting thing is you can actually go on Airbnb and book in the hotel room too now. Really? Man, they, they it was like, hey, we can't, we can't beat them. We might as well join them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a radio button. You can select hotel room. Really, really. God dang. Really. Look, look at look at the app right now. <laughs> There's a re- man. Airbnb is not. Keep keep in mind, it's not the industry. Airbnb is not the industry. Airbnb is a marketing tool yes. and platform that's had just great at what they do. That's essentially all it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, because I I imagine it's the same as. Um, what was it uh, as Uber when Uber first came out? All the taxi cabs, exactly. They were like fighting tooth and nail. Exactly, it's a, it's the exact same, especially in terms of like you said, the businesses that battle it and the, the way they trying to litigate, you know, litigate it and create some kind of taxation and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for the most part, it's wide open, but you do have some cities that are specifically regulating it a certain way. Like like in the Nashville, you have to register every year. You have to make sure you're permitted. Austin, you have to make sure you're permitted. You have to go through this process and all mm. that. California is a whole different kind of fight. You really probably don't even want to play over there. Yeah. So, you know, so certain places do have specific type of regulations that they're implementing. And even, even Arlington, even right here in our backyard, Arlington have, you can do it right here in the entertainment district. If you go outside of here, we're coming to get you. Really? That specific. God. And then you have some places like a Dallas wide open. Like my loft, right? I had thirteen hundred square foot loft, right? It was crazy, man. I paid a dollar a square foot for it in downtown Dallas, in the exact same building. So one side there were there were um, residential. Immediately, the building is shaped like an L, right? Uh huh. So 
on on this long way, this is our residential. But on the other side of the L, Hilton uh, and the Garden Marriott is attached to us. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so on the residential side, we were doing a short term. This is one. This is one of the ones I I, I didn't do right initially. I finessed it. Uh-huh. They they was tired of me. It was like, <laughs> man, we we need to break your lease, man. What is it gonna take? You know what I'm saying? So because I was doing a studio out of it, small events, and I was mm. trying to do Airbnb at the same time. But where I'm going is, that's they were na- they are on the, in the same building, right? They're in the same building, so the the complex eventually said, well, somehow we got to play ball. So like majority of that particular complex right now are doing short term rentals. Yeah, they got one. They had one company, uh, Saunders. Saunders is a magnet. They really they really big in the short term renting and Airbnb space. They came and they got. In that building, I know last year they picked up like fifty-five units. In that building alone, yeah. And in, in, in the whole building is only like two, two twenty-two or something like that. It's like two hundred or something in the whole building. And they got fifty of them. Fifty-five of them. Yep. That was then. So <laughs> they probably got more now. Yeah, and yeah. they and they have a, they have a pretty interesting model. So they do similar to what I do. We try to fight for at least lock-in. So I don't want to come in and just get a one-year term mm. because next year what you're gonna do? Yeah, raise it up. You're gonna go up yeah. on me, right? Yeah. So and especially if you see the money start jumping. Yeah. Right. So I write up I write up my lease terms and I fight to try to get if I can't get the concessions up front to where I'm getting a couple of months free or, you know, at least a running start to get a month free, six weeks free or whatever the case may be, then I need my lease a lock in for eighteen or twenty four, you know, uh or you know, up to five years in some cases of what I'm gonna start targeting. And they'll do that? They'll they'll lock I mean if they everything's want- negotiable. Mm, gotta, <laughs> yeah, everything's negotiable, man. It ain't no matter if they gonna do it. How do I convince them to do it? Right. How do they convince me to take all these properties off their hand? It's really their job to because they the not being they not being leased in, huh? They just open losing money every month. One one specifically, like the ones I just picked up. This building here is I can't think of the exact term for it, but they're they're under a certain percentage of what they're supposed to be occupied mm. great area great location brand new complex you know obviously it's brand new but they open it's winter time so the lease not jumping off the shelf right so those are complexes that you target whether it be new or under occupied you know maybe they if you had a complex that has 200 apartments in it and they're running at a 75%, 80% occupied. That's a lot of money they lose every month. Mm. That's a lot of money. That's a that's that's you're well equipped enough to have a conversation to prove that your business can come in and take three or five of those off their hand. This episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable and FDA approved ingredient ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Okay? Make sure y'all go. And get you a Bluetooth try it free on us. It's made in this USA, prescribed by licensed physicians, okay? And it comes in a little discreet little box so nobody even know that you're even getting it. And it comes right to your door so you don't have to wait in line, buy it at the store. B- go to bluechew.com, B L U E chew.com, and use the promo code TAP IN and you get it free on us. All you got to do is pay $5 for the shipping, and it comes right to your doorstep, okay? That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Now back to the show. They just want the reassurance that we're not about to have a party b and Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so once you, can, once you can convince them that enough, then you, you're in the door. I think my only, my only, what I'm thinking right now, my only fear would be is locking that lease down for that long, not knowing if if I could be able to rent it out or if I would be able to get right. it booked. You know what I mean? That's about the, As you're talking, that's what I'm thinking, like, damn. You got one job. What I say that job is to do when you open up a unit. You got to knock one hotel room off the shelf. Yeah. That's essentially your, your job. If you're doing your due diligence and your homework up front, you're, you're figuring out who your target audience is, your guests, you're doing the research on the neighborhood. You're doing the research on that exact address. You're mm-hmm. looking into it. You're going on the Airbnb app. You're putting that address in. You're going to look at AirDNA. You're looking at the numbers in that neighborhood. You're looking at the occupancy potential. You're looking at what you can potentially earn. No different than if you were buying an investment property, whatever. You won't just take a dart and say, I want that one. Yeah. No, nah, you laser focus in, and then you peel it back, and you say, hey, is this a viable investment? 
yay or nay. So doing that and doing that properly, ideally you put yourself in a position to where you're not taking any losses. Worst case scenario, you do a break in. Right. Uh, you know, or you have like a super duper low month and you had to take a hit, but then, you know, throughout the year, it, it, you, you still all in all profit. But if you do your research properly, you'll be okay. Mm, okay. Yeah, you'll be okay. Is, is it like, um, is it seasonal where they have like, I know like most like during the summer and then mm-hmm. maybe towards the holidays, those are the big months. But is it pretty consistent like throughout the year? For the most part, it's consistent. You do have some seasonality where like like in the wintertime in certain areas, yes, it can be it can be a little slower than it would be spring, summer on the hotter sides. Then it comes down to your marketing and you kind of pivoting who it is that you might be targeting mm-hmm. specifically for that season. You see what I'm saying? So like, yeah. it's like a football season, then in a certain area, you going to boom. Right. But then once the football season slow down, you may have to start looking at the families. You may have to start looking at you know, a different type of crowd and marketing them a certain marketing to them a certain kind of way. So if you just want to sit your business there and just leave it stagnant, yeah, you might you might get hit. Wrong. <laughs> How do you market an Airbnb? Like just, just like just like you would. I mean, I'm I'm playing around now with some PP, PPC stuff now, so I'm about to start that? them. like pay per click and some Facebook advertising. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, so on and so forth. But you're using the social medias, you having your you know di- direct booking sites and. You know, some some go as far as doing some of the Google AdWords and so on and so forth. Mm. Yeah, so again, it's it's thinking outside of just Airbnb, which you uh, properly be able to market it. Yeah, yeah, man, this is dope. <laughs> this, is, this, this is some good game right here, man. You know, some some light form, man. Yeah, and as far as because I know, like, um, it's been some Airbnbs where I didn't went to, yeah, and. The pictures didn't match what I what I was wow what I was what I was getting wow they hit you with one of those yeah man they hit me with the forty two fake I was like <laughs> wait this ain't this this is kind of manipulating they only took the corner of the house yeah. show that like when you do your pictures do you have a, like a photographer that that you specialize in doing it or are you just that's my other business what yeah yeah so and, and for a while I wasn't even doing real estate photography like I'm a portrait photographer. Like what? yeah, shooting you know shooting models and 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 you know people. I do some headshot stuff and <laughs> beauties type of work and all of that. And yeah. then I was like, well, hey man, I'm in I'm in the space. Let me see what I could do in terms of the real estate photography. But yeah, that's my other business. Mm. Highly recommend that. Yeah, not only do you properly represent the space, but you do it well too. You have to do professional photographer. You mm. have to do it. It's really it's no other way. Just like you have to take the time and make sure your listing reads properly, so on and so forth. Mm. Because if I'm if I'm right next to a listing that has professional photography, and I got the iPhone six photos, (laughs) more than likely they're gonna go ahead and go with them because the appeal is there. It looks good. They can feel themselves in there. Versus they feeling like they may be 2002 yeah. with my joint, you know. So yeah, you gotta you gotta do that to set yourself apart. So I definitely recommend that. And you gotta really represent your place right. Yeah. They they didn't have any business <laughs> you showing up, <laughs> and it's a whole nother spot. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, it's this uh, it's this Airbnb in, in California in L. A. Uh-huh. Where the building is here, you gotta go somewhere else. And they took a picture of the somewhere else uh-huh. where you get the keys from uh-huh. of that building, and you got to go over here to stay. I'm like, see, that's something else, man. Like, that's, <laughs> what kind I of mean, sh- and and it's 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 some crazy stuff going on there on there too, where they they jack the money and and yeah, they misrepresented. <laughs> that goes back. That goes back to man trying to properly run our business the right way and you know be legit. Yeah. yeah. Do you see like? Um, is it a certain room that you need to put uh, as the first picture versus the second picture? Do you see like yeah. where it's a boom if you do this picture or if this room? I think so. It, it kind of it varies. My advice in regards to that is just just kind of play around with it because I can't say it's room specific because I have one that's a view of downtown and I put that up and I get inquiries on it, you know. So I switch it out sometimes. Mm. <clears throat> Switch it out sometimes. I might highlight kind of the you know the bedroom area 
so on and so forth. So I, for, I wouldn't say that's a guessing game, but that's a more that's experimental. But you definitely want you definitely want to highlight something that's gonna be a draw in. To where they don't just scroll you like we on Instagram. I don't even like that one. Yeah. You want you want them to at least <laughs> click on it and look at you know your first few pictures and then say, okay, I like this listing some more. Let me go ahead and read. Let me go ahead and look into it a lot more. Mm. So you want to you definitely want to be enticing. But to say that there's a specific room or something that you should have on there, I, I can't say that's true. I don't I don't necessarily agree that that that's the case. Okay, now. If I if I list me a uh, a house on there, mm-hmm. do I gotta pay like Airbnb to uh, to list it on there, or how does yeah, so how as do you get paid? As a, as a host, that's a good question, great question. As a host, we pay. It's, it's a couple ways, but the main way is we just pay them a three percent. So mm. whatever the booking is, they getting theirs off top. It's not you're not gonna pay them later. <laughs> so they <laughs> they get they get they get <laughs> theirs before they send the the money to you. Okay, and not only that is they also. They they charge the guests as well. So yeah, so the guests the guests pay, then you pay as a host. Really? Yeah, and they remit the taxes as well, so they can collect the taxes and all of that. Yeah, end of the year you get a you get a whole statement. They say, hey, this is how much you made. This is what you owe. This this is what you got to so pay taxes. They send you like a ten ninety nine or like a yeah. really? Yeah, you get a ten ninety nine. God. Yep. Hell, <laughs> yeah. I mean it's a it's a it's a dope business. Yeah. Because I was looking into, I always like to hear people that that's doing, I guess, like, consider unconventional business. Uh-huh. So I was listening to a girl talking about Airbnb, and then another guy that was talking about, um, dang, what's the car website? Uh, Turo. Turo, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this. To, I was going to pull something up for you. I'm listening. This shit makes so much sense. Like, but. But the guy was saying that he has like thirty cars. I'm like, how the hell do you even store thirty cars? Yeah, man. And then just have them on ready for people to come and get them. The, uh, yeah. So I haven't done any Turo. I've been kind of loosely looking into it, um, and it actually came up in conversation in my master on my mastermind groups uh, here recently. So it, it the. <laughs> It's a pretty good business model from what I'm understanding, too, with with the whole Turo piece. And not only that, it's, it's not even – if you structure your business properly and start to build that business credit and then target some of the business funding pieces, you're probably not even out of pocket a whole lot to go yeah. ahead and get some of these cars and take on the lease, so on and so forth. Yeah. Man. And I'm like, hey, man, we could start with one or two cars. like One or two cars. That's it. And, and just and just grow it and grow it from there. When you start to get those, you know, you probably get your profits in. Yeah. Here, yeah. Here's this is what Airbnb. I'm gonna show you this one. This is this is my 2019 joint on on just Airbnb alone. So that's what that's what they sent me. Uh, from my that was just 2019. That was the first one out the gate. So that's what they send you. They send you a whole 1099 joint. <laughs> Damn. So that's me using that's me doing Airbnb, and um, and I was doing a VRBO. I was doing some direct booking. So you see, on this is strictly what I had for Airbnb that one time. God, that year. And how much of that is like profit versus? So on on that one, um, what do we do on that one? I can't even say exactly what the what the margin was on that, but did pretty well. Mm. I did pretty well because because I, I did this one on three units, right? That's three. Yeah, I did this one. I did this one on three units that first year <laughs> out the gate, just going just going crazy on it, right? Damn. Yeah, I mean you set you set them up right, man. It's it, it you know it's curtains. Yeah. So that number what what was it, roughly ninety seven thousand? What I just showed you. Yeah. you can talk about it. Ninety seven thousand. So I think. I know. I know. We did much better than fifty uh, percent on that. Damn. Yeah. And that was just on three units. And now you got six units, and you had more shit. Yeah. I ain't counting your pockets, but I'm counting your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, yeah, I was I was, listening, I was listening to Grant Cardone, right? Yeah. And, and somebody they were they were talking, and the conversation was just kind of how do you fill out people that you not you know like that you invest with. That you go into business with, so on and so forth. And Grant was like, "I tell them to show the, show me their bank account. Mm. Show me their bank account. 
if they can't show me their bank account, we're talking these substantial numbers and this type of investment, so on and so forth, it's hard for me to believe what they're saying. But how many people really, like, going to do that, though? Because I wouldn't, like, I don't care how much money I'm making. When, it, when, like, I wouldn't show Grant my, my, my bank account. Look, I don't give a damn how much is in there. If, 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 if Grant and I are sitting down, uh-huh. or, or somebody of his caliber, or somebody else, you might not even know that I'm looking to do business with, and I'm telling them I can bring seven to the table, seven figures to the table. Mm. I'm gonna show them them seven, <laughs> no question. Let's go clear the deal. Why not? Yeah. Why yeah. not? What can you do with my money? Like <laughs> you can't do nothing with my money. It is what it is. Yeah. Also, yeah. oh, so, so it's, it's just a, it's just a, a matter of don't 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 tell me theory. Show me the results mm. type of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to think about it. Some, you know, people at a certain level, I mean, so the, so the hell what? They sitting down. That's one of our problems. We scared to have those conversations. We don't want, we can't talk salary. We can't talk numbers and like really be legit and real about it. You know what I mean? So we yeah, kind of, yeah. it's taboo sometimes in, in, in certain circles, but it is what it is. I like the, the idea of him saying that, you know? Yeah, of showing proof versus Man, just show, me talking. Sh- show me the results. Not not in theory what can happen. What did you do? What can we do together? Mm. Right? Yeah. And, 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 and that, you know, just kind of crazy to buy in. I just signed up for... Uh, not in a bragging way, just... Yeah. You know. I just signed up for something with uh, Grant Cardone. And when I tell you he didn't send me... 50,000 emails <laughs> since I signed up. I'm just like, God hey, damn. It. It's Friday, man. We just checking in. Hey, man, it's Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, trying, yes. hey. And not only that, man, they want to upsell you. you yes. <laughs> you probably bought the $2,000 package. He's trying to get you for the 20 <laughs> Like, <Shit>. come on. <laughs> Oh man, that, I love Grant of, though. That, I love, I love his energy. You, you, have you been watching him on the, the Billionaire? On the I only seen the first two episodes. It didn't come out on the twenty third. Nah, yeah, okay. I don't even know where the other episodes are because I the last episode I seen is when they was about to shut it down because of Corona. Yeah, that's the last episode I seen. He but, went off. He was hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he, you know, he, you know, if you talk, listen to him on Clubhouse, not to go down the rabbit hole, but he, he kind of, that I mean they finished the show. That's what I want to know. They did, like, they did finish the show. Um, so he, he danced around what really may have happened. I don't know if he hit the million-dollar piece. That's what I'm waiting on. Because he, sa- he sounded like listening to him one time. He, he seemed like he felt the way on how they evaluated the business. Mm. And not only that, as he said, the camera crew hurt in some situations, but it, it, it helped them in some other situations as well. Yeah. Because he can kind of say, hey, I don't know these people. They, they're here, you know, they're here doing a, um, you know, they're here doing documentary on the town, whatever. So it kind of helped him to get them them people looking for free pub. Right. But then some of the bigger heads, you know, they were like, I don't want to do it with them cameras. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool on that. So he said he lost like a almost a $10 million deal. Yeah, because it was a headbutt situation with him and the production crew, and and and, and they kind of made him fumble the deal. Really? Yeah, that's what he was saying on the show. On that show, dang! On that show, I can't wait. So you know they're really doing that. They really, if you watch the first season of Undercover Billionaire, like he, that's an, an existing business that he actually built and have. So they're really actually doing that. So that that's their business when they get done and. Setting everything up, they're structuring it. They have actual ownership of that business. Now, really? may, yeah. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure with um, the discovery, I think it's on discovery. Yeah, it's on discovery. Yeah, I'm sure discovery got you know piece. Their, their piece in it. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you know, it might get a, a ten or whatever the case may be, and then whomever he gave given some equity to for the people to help build the business. But yeah, it's that, that's their actual business. That's dope. I don't know if I, I like. Even I, I probably wouldn't even go in there for a million, but I'd be scared of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just drop off in a place you know, no, so, nobody. So let, me, so let me, let me, let me give you some background and context on on my story, right? Okay. I came to Dallas in the end of 2016, and um, I came about October 2016. I had an eviction notice. To move b- before moving to Dallas, and I was just in one of those odd spaces, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm living back in Tennessee. I'm from Memphis, so I was living I was living back, you know, that way, and I I didn't want to be there, right? So it was just like, ah, man, where I'm, I'm trying to get up out of here, man. This is home. It's it's kind of got this 
it's stagnant a little bit. I'm ready to roll, so on and so forth. And um, I've had custody of my daughter. She's she'll be 12 in March. She's she mm. she, I've been had custody of her since she was two. So mm. it's just her and I at the joint and my, mm. my family. But it's just her and I living together. Got evicted, you know, all of that. Now, I've cleared it up now, but I came to Dallas on a loan for $100. My homegirl was working at um, an HR with the Fort Worth Transit Authority. So I'm going to tell on her a little bit. But <laughs> she helped me She helped me get in the door really without – it was on some matter of send me your information, show mm-hmm. up for orientation type of situation, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, showed up for orientation, man. She really looked out for me. She lived in the townhouse. She had a second bedroom. So I – I bombed the second bedroom, and then I ended up starting paying her uh, $300 in rent for three months. And I started driving a bus for four months, clawing my way back up. Mm. I had a $100 loan mm. when, I, when I first came to Dallas. I didn't even have a crib. <sighs> I didn't even have a crib, right? Understand me this. I left my baby back home to finish the, later, the, 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 the second half of that school year. So she stayed back home with my aunt. And, um... It was it was not as extreme as what you get with the undercover billionaire, but it was one of those situations to where I found myself like crying and crying some nights because I'm a grown a man and I'm busted and disgusted trying to figure out how do I get in a better position, mm-hmm. right? And I did that, man. I dro- and it's humbling driving a city bus, man. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah. and, and stop six in Fort Worth. <laughs> it's humbling having. Two, not not one, but two college degrees, and you going and you driving a city bus, and you living in somebody else's second bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. And you fresh off an eviction notice in a whole another city. So I did that from October. I moved in the spot that I'm in now in uh, about January of 2017, and I transitioned. Um, they actually fired me from the bus driving job because when you're on time, you're actually late. So I had three lates that was like. It wasn't late, late. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like hour late, but it was like Bus transportation service late. late. Yeah. Like, you yeah. got yeah. to be you got to be in there ready to roll off that park. You know, so, and the hours were like this because mm-hmm. I didn't have any rank. I didn't have any seniority. So, I might work one day, uh, you know, from 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. The next day, I, I got to work 4.43 a.m. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It was very it was very weird. So, I was late three times. They fired me. Bam. Man, what I'm going to do? So I had um, I got a corporate job working at Verizon. I've always been pretty good at sales. I was killing them. Uncapped commission? What? That's what I wanted to do. Like, I was killing them. I started stacking my coins up, man. So again, I had moved in my spot, the same one I live in now. I don't like moving a lot. And um, I just started stacking my money up, man. I started stacking my money up, and I was like, I want to get, I want to get back into real estate. And then, and then I thought that I wanted to go and sell homes. So I put myself through real estate school while I was still working through that job. And I worked through I worked that through the end of twenty seventeen and I put my notice in. So a full year basically. And I put my notice in in uh, December twenty seventeen. My birthday is New Year's Eve and I said I'm not going into twenty eighteen working here. And um I finished my real estate, I passed the test, and I started speaking to brokers, but I was like, ah, I didn't want. I decided I didn't want to be a traditional real realtor, mm. and and um, that was one of the reasons I, I ended up looking at short term renting again. Mm. I started looking at short term renting uh, because, like, I again, I just was stacking my money up. I had got myself in a better position. Started kind, of, you know, flipping my money on some legitimate ways, and and then I was in a better position. And then uh, the 2018 is when I started doing. Short term renting, Airbnb. Then you didn't know nothing about short term, or you had been doing it before. I didn't know. I didn't know nothing about it. My uh, again, like my only, I knew a little bit about real estate because I I bought some traditional rent rented homes in 2015. Mm. Yeah. Okay. God dang. So and it it was and I share that story because when we were talking about being in a place to where now granted I knew people and you know I you know I had some you know some family some friends or whatnot here I didn't have any family here. And I had to leave my, my daughter back at the crib, and I just got kicked out of the spot. I'm on a, I got a loan, didn't have a job, then I ended up getting a job I didn't care about, you know, and then and got fired from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, and I got all these grand aspirations on who it is, what I want to do, and what I want to be. You know what I mean? I look up now, man, it's 2021. 
I got I can throw that dart again and pick any place in any of my places in the city and go lay my head. Mm-hmm. If I want to jump on a plane, I can go stay in some of my places in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pretty soon it'll be Houston. So it's just it's just a blessing to be able to identify a pocket that I developed well and have excelled in. Mm. So that's, that's how I, that's how I got here. Yeah. That's dope, man. That's dope. Man, that's a dope story, man. Yeah, man, that's that's my story. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. That's, that's dope, man. That's, that's my story, man. And you know, we still writing, man. Yeah. And what I need, uh, what I need to, I guess, establish like personal credit to do anything, or this, I guess, when you're doing a lease, it's a it's a small credit thing that they uh, check, right? Um, if you, I always advise. People I'm talking to and consulting with and my clients and to to do it under your business, do, or however you establish, LLC or whatever the case may be. So my advice would be to start establishing that. I'm, mm. Granted, you want to have healthy personal credit, mm-hmm. but the whole idea of it is it's like I, in, in a, in, I don't, I don't want to guarantee so much on my personal credit mm. when I can build out the liabilities with my business. And then be able to properly leverage that. So that ideally, what I would advise anybody to do. Start just okay. But if 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 you're in a situation like I was having this conversation yesterday, if you're in a situation to where either you have a relationship or you're developing a relationship with an owner or a complex or whatever, and you may have to take it take it as a personal lease to just kind of show out to get in there, put your foot in the door, and show them what it is that you can do. As long as you got permission from them to be able to run your business, do short term, then cool, by all means. Because mm-hmm. that next time around when you're negotiating and when you're telling them you want to pick up two, three, and five units or you want to pick up some at the sister property, then you have your business developed and you have a proven model on what it is that you can do. So yeah. the sooner you can move out of that personal guarantee and trying to grow it using your own personal credit, do it. Do that, but if it, if it takes establishing a relationship and getting in there and proving your model, then cool, you know, go for it. Oh man, go dope. for it. Yeah, that's dope, man. Man, drop your. Um, I don't even know if you want even want people contacting you. I know you all nah. social media. <laughs> no, <Nah>, so <laughs> I, I I give it to it, man. Like I I this is this is one of the industries I'm you know I'm very passionate about. It's treated me well, so I'm never shy to have that conversation with people. Try to help them get started. Try to help develop the current business that they're in. Again, like I'm, I'm expanding a whole lot this year, and moving on to some bigger real estate projects as well. So, but yeah, definitely reach out to me. Um, my Instagram is t underscore h o p e. So it's t hope. My website is Kickstand Investments with an s dot com, um, and my photography website is t dot hope. No, no, no. T dot photos. T hope dot photos. I'm sorry. Thope.photos. There's no dot com. I always mix that stuff. So, <laughs> okay. so it's just, it, that's, that's it. It's just T H O P E dot photos. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's, okay. that's the whole photography website. So yeah, you can hit hit either of those and get in touch with me. Shoot me an email. Slide in the DM. Uh, I do check that stuff sporadically. I'm, I'm I'm off of social media right now, but I jump in and jump out because I know how it is with connecting with people and like being in the clubhouse room sometimes the dms can go crazy yeah people want information and want to reach out to you so yeah i would i would love to have a conversation with you uh maybe we could do some business together you know maybe you maybe you need some advice on how to get started how to grow your business whatever the case may be uh you just want to go out i love bourbon so whatever the case may be man let, let, let's tap in with each other that's what's up man man i appreciate you man i appreciate you man. and follow him if, on, on clubhouse anytime <laughs> you see him on clubhouse make sure you jump on clubhouse yeah, clubhouse is a game clubhouse evaluated a billion already really one bill i heard remember there was, was holding out or something like that they had they evaluated they, they hadn't sold oh okay i mean no different than remember facebook bought instagram for a billion yeah you no know instagram is right now no it's probably like 20 billion i think 200 Two hundred billion? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they bought it for a bill. And man. Clubhouse is still in the beta form, right? In the beta stage. Club, Clubhouse is technically still beta. They hadn't even <laughs> they hadn't even done. A, I'm looking up the Instagram valuation. They hadn't even done a complete rollout. Uh, okay, I, I stretched. It. Well, no, 2018 it was at 100 bill. So uh, Instagram is yeah. 
God, ain't that something? Golly, <laughs> that's so. dope. And I'm sure Facebook gonna buy Clubhouse. Either that or, or try to, you know, do something, do something similar to yeah. it. But yeah, no, I, like, and, and I just said that because I, I just like the idea of Clubhouse. You kind of get, you you can hear people, you can feel them, you get an authentic, authentic mm-hmm. uh, voice. You know, it's some capping going on on there, but you can. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but, yes. but, but you know, you you make real connections. Like we're sitting here right now and tap in, mm-hmm. like we legit tapped in, and yeah. it started from you getting on stage in the room that I was moderating and having a question. Yeah, and then you slid in the DM and, and just showed your gratitude for how I answered the question, some of the information that I gave you. And then it, you you came out and you asked me saying what's up man let's let's have a conversation yeah, about the business man. no yeah. problem I pull up yeah I want I'm, I'm, I want to sit down like after like I know you probably got something to do but I'm getting my stitch together I want to sit down with you see where where I can either benefit or yeah. or, or help you or either you know what I mean get some game from you man yeah because sure. I'm, I'm I'm building this business. One interview at a time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say one mic. Yeah. <laughs> one mic, one voice at a time. That's all I need. I ain't mad at it. That's what's up, man. Yo, man, thank y'all for tuning in. This has been the Tap In Podcast. There Holla. you go.